welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for subscribers of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. It is Share the Show Tuesday. And on Share the Show Tuesday, we tell our listeners and people they know who have been listening for the first time what the show is all about, why we do it, and why we think it's worth listening to. And there are a lot of reasons we have different explanations that we give on these Tuesdays. But today, I just want to highlight that, like, for first of all, if we could all just live in a state of nature, if screens didn't exist, if we could just grow our own chickens or whatever, we wouldn't need this. As a matter of fact, like the only thing that impaired my career in the real world as a banker was that I just could not read the newspaper. It was so full of lies. I couldn't stand it. I would have to walk out of the room. Even when I was a kid, I would walk out of the room for the State of the Union address, basically no matter who it was, except for Ronald Reagan, who I think I had a crush on. And my mother would say... It's because you can't stand the lies. You just can't listen to lies. So I hate the news. I hate reading the news. I hate listening to the news. But I have to because it's affecting us. And because my kids are in school, I know people out in the world, you have to have some kind of connection out there and you need to know what they think is going on. And it's helpful to know what is really going on so you can maybe educate people, open their eyes to it, or at least help people prepare. If we knew this was coming, we all would have had dried food in February 2020. Even I didn't have it. And I was almost black-pilled, which I absolutely am not. But I was pretty skeptical about trusting the system. And boy, even I was surprised. So we did all that. But the most important part now, or I should say something really cool that's been happening that I think can have a real effect is that I've been... We've been soliciting people to give us a shout out if they're at a farmer's market or a music festival or whatever. I will send a t-shirt. It comes out of our pocket, which is no big deal. We don't care at all. But all we need is a shout out and an address. You wear a t-shirt and you can make connections in your town with like-minded people. And I personally think there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of podcasting. There's a lot of screens. There's a lot of stuff. I like when people are filing lawsuits to preserve our rights and the process. But there's something about that personal connection in your town, in your locality that can help you kind of stop the tide to call out the people who are uh, allowing this tyranny to invade your space or even just to keep you sane by meeting other normal people who just see this for what it is. And we had a great example last week. Granite State Spice Blends uh, listener and podcaster, he is selling his wares at the Pelham, New Hampshire farmer's market. So he sent me a picture of a propaganda report listener who heard about it on the show and went to say hello, but it was before he got his t-shirt. The next week he got his t-shirt and he's at the farmer's market and the local public access radio station in Salem, New Hampshire, a TV station was there and started talking about his spice ones. And he's wearing the propaganda report t-shirt, which I thought was so cool and so funny. So awesome. I I didn't even realize that I had family and friends who are close enough to that place that they're going to stop by. It's every weekend, Saturday, 10 to 2, I think, something like that. Um, But just look it up, the Pelham Farmer's Market. But all I'm saying is we are making connections with 
with people who know how to think. You don't even have to have the same opinions and ideologies, but if you can think and you just need a touch of sanity in your locale, share this show with people who you think might want to reach out to free thinking people and we'll we'll just keep this going. This is we're just trying to save the world one little chicken egg at a time. And uh and one thing that's super super fun that Hardcore listeners, existing listeners are really going to want to watch is, and this is just for subscribers though, right now, although I think we're going to try to do some free streaming. That is to be determined. But rockfin.com slash propaganda report does, we are going to do this show live with Q&A and uh, the XR portion on Rockfin. That's just for subscribers. Yes. Sorry. Yes. We're going to stream it. Rockfin's Basically all video. You can listen to the podcast there, but that's a, we should, can we commit to doing the free portion to YouTube and Facebook on Thursday? So that, cause this is share the show. Tuesday. I have to make sure I know how to do to that. Pay. So let me test it. Then I will let you know tomorrow. Okay. All right. So those are things for existing people, for subscribers, but also really share the show doesn't cost anything to listen. doesn't cost anything to give you a shout out or um, to get a t-shirt if you are a place where people are going to come and maybe connect. So there you go. That's it. Now on to our first big story of the Free 30. Well, Southwest Airlines is what everybody's talking about right now. And right after you brought this story yesterday, I started seeing fact checks pop up in the news from Snopes, PolitiFact, and from everywhere. And then I started seeing stories about how the Southwest mass mass flight cancellation has turned into a vast right-wing conspiracy theory, of course, because that's how things always work like this. And the progressive media is saying that there's just no evidence whatsoever that the pilots and other employees at Southwest Airline are doing what is called a sick out. And that's that's where the trick is. Here is how one publication put it. This is Gizmodo. They said, this weekend, over 2,000 reported Southwest Airline cancellations brought untold thousands of passengers to their knees. The airline has the boring reason, which is weather. Conservatives have a more thrilling one, a working class rebellion against President Joe Biden's vaccination tyranny. So that they're mocking that perspective on it. And the fact checks all declare that there is no way, no evidence that suggests that vaccine mandates have anything to do with the reason why pilots are not coming. But the trick is they say sick out. So they always fact check. There is no sick out happening. And there was actually a pilot who went on Tucker Carlson, and I don't often cite Tucker Carlson, and I don't know the background of this pilot or if he's an operative. He probably is. But he went on there and he said that there is no sick out There is no sick out because we can't legally do a sick out. So I am in no way saying people should not show up because of the COVID stuff. He was being sarcastic. He was clearly saying that it is related to vaccines. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. But this gets to what I mentioned yesterday in that people are going to start saying the opposite of what they really mean. And that is going to be the subject of censorship eventually, because this guy was clearly making the point to say, I could never tell people not to do a sick out because it's illegal with the unions. And you mentioned that yesterday. I have a few things to say about that story that you've just brought. First of all, I cannot believe that that 
was the angle that you pulled out of the Southwest Airlines thing is that the mainstream is talking about the conspiracy theory because by coincidence, the first story I had was my amazement in checking Twitter this morning that there was a Reuters fact-checking article saying this is this was the thing on Twitter, one of those like banners on Twitter that isn't even a tweet. It said there is no evidence that cargo supply chain issues have been orchestrated by the U.S. government despite claims made online. Wow. I've and they don't give you anything to click either, do they? I yeah, hate that so, thing on Twitter. Oh, su- super annoying. But I didn't even think about it. I, I wrote, I, I literally wrote, th- this is my note there. Before I saw that you had, that your story was that it was a conspiracy theory. I said, crazy. They are fact checking online rumors that the government orchestrated the shipping lines. Uh, okay. So I started thinking about it. And yeah, first of all, the fact that we both brought a story where the salient point was the mainstream, like across the board, is highlighting conspiracy theories. That that there's gonna be that's there's gonna be another shoe dropping on that for sure. I wanted to talk about the shipping lanes thing, and I also need to talk about the Southwest Airlines issue and the shipping lanes. So they so they have been talking about supply chain interruptions and those shipping lanes and it being vaguely COVID related, but a whole bunch of other things. Another perfect storm, like every power outage that happens from Brazil <laughs> to China, another perfect storm. And and they've been talking about that for a, a while. But someone just sent me a message from the UK saying, oh, yeah, we have all these supply chain issues. They say it's Brexit, but I'm not sure. I'm like, well, it's, if it's Brexit, that can't be what's happening in Los Angeles, right? They're not even pretending that that's what's happening in Los Angeles. So I started to think these supply chain issues obviously have been set up for a long time. It's obviously part of the plan. Is it because they're trying to level us down to try to give us USSR style empty shelves and long lines? Are they trying to de-industrialize us kind of like the way they did to Cuba? Are they trying to make the US not a cool place till a great rich number one place and move that over to China while we have to take the back seat or be a regional hegemon in a second class hemisphere? Uh, I don't know. It could be, it could be that All of it is because they anticipated a lot of labor shortages because of the vaccine mandates, because they've been talking about labor shortages for the longest time, but labor shortages make absolutely no sense. There were labor shortages in February 2020 when the economy was going full bore. But now that so much has changed, there's been so much disruption, there should not be labor shortages. And just to kind of put some numbers behind my theory about the shipping lanes, I looked up the statistics for throughput in the Los Angeles port for the last 20 years. And yes, this year over last year is an increase of like 27%. But last year over the year before was a decrease of something like 9%, which means that there was X capacity being used two years ago and X capacity being anticipated now. So could they have risen to that challenge of having what would have averaged out to be 12% increase over the two, each year over the two-year period? Well, I looked back and saw that in the beginning of that time frame from 2000 to 2004, I think it was, they had every single year had increases larger than that. They had a 13% increase, 18% increase. I think at some point they even had, a, a yeah, they had a 19% increase, 24% increase. So they have... I don't remember that being a big tragedy or anything. I I don't believe this. I think that it's 
Uh, the supply chain issues are for other purposes, as I just outlined. And I did want to talk more about the Southwest Airlines thing. The supply chain shortages make me think of that Netflix show, which is being promoted everywhere right now. And it's being promoted on political websites called Squid Game. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's one of those shows. It's in a foreign language that you have to read the subtitles. Well, you don't. Have to, you can either read the subtitles or you can hear the bad dubbed over English. I hate watching those, but I see so much propaganda about the show that I watched a few episodes, and it's basically this dystopian where these citizens are held underground in this facility, and they are challenged to a series of games that pit them against each other, and then the losers are all murdered and killed. And the idea is that it, it is a fair, equal u- utopia uh, where everybody has an equal chance, and the winners get all the money, basically. Every time somebody dies, more money goes into the, the pot. But one of the episodes, they intentionally created a food shortage within the compound they were all in just to get all of the people to start killing each other. Wow. I I wouldn't put it past Big T them because they do that stuff and they put it on Netflix first. (laughs) Absolutely. And they are promoting this show every day. They're talking about food shortages. I'm not sure if they're trying to get us afraid or if they're trying to get us prepared. I really don't know. But the Southwest Airlines thing and the ATC thing uh, in Jacksonville those are both sick outs that did not have the cooperation of the unions. The unions seem to be covering it up. There's a media blackout on it, but everybody seems to know about it. For me, and like I, yesterday I brought, hey, Alex Berenson, I was kind of like, mm, seemed like control opposition, but here he is bringing this unknown story. Maybe he's, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, something occurred to me that's a little weird. So today's headline was that Governor Abbott banned private companies from mandating the vaccine. So I was okay with Texas because they had said that state entities would not mandate the vaccine. Florida went a step further, if I understand the laws correctly, and said that private entities couldn't. I objected to that because I said we are one election away from that being turned on its head. The net, if that, if it's in the governor's purview, whether or not private companies should be able to mandate the vaccine, the next guy is going to say that they must. Maybe not, but you just don't want to act like those guys have that kind of power. So I read on, and at the same time, I was formulating this theory about, well, a question emerged in my mind that the sick outs are happening in Texas with Southwest and American and Florida with the ATC guys, but those are the two states and the only two states that I know about have these kind of governor versus federal government battle about the mandates, not in my state, and then having counteracting laws. Now, I would say all you have to do is tell those companies that you're going to protect them against the feds coming in to enforce it, and then they can just deny it or Maybe the attorney general of Texas could sue the feds for an injunction on that to see where it comes out because OSHA hasn't even passed the rule yet. They're doing this preemptively, which is not necessary. So I just wonder what's going on here because without any fanfare at all, United Airlines, which I believe is based in Newark or Denver, I can't remember, but not in Texas or Florida, passed a mandate. I know a stewardess who had to get it, even though she had recently had COVID and they knew it would make her really sick, but it was that or lose her job. So United already put the mandate down and there was no sick out or anything. 
I think there's something going on here. And I don't know if it's to bring it to a head so that the good guys can lose or or what. But I feel like there's something afoot. Yeah, there's something else that's going to come with this story. I agree. And I'm starting to wonder about the medical exemptions, too. We don't hear as much about medical exemptions. They're trying to get rid of religious exemptions, basically. I'm wondering if they're going to also try and get rid of medical exemptions and just force people who have had bad reactions in the past to take it. Oh, yeah. It's hard to get a medical exemption in some places. And I don't even know how private enterprise would have to deal with that. But I think they can get around it. They just fire you. But with Abbott going in there doing this, it may actually neutralize what would have been the natural consequences to Southwest of losing their pilots. So if that kind of grassroots action caught on, that would be a problem. But if they make it a battle among the authorities, again, it disempowers, or at least in the mind of the employees who say, if the pilots did it, I can do it. But you know, maybe it's going to be something that mucks it up, like the way Trump mucked up the USFL by moving it to a different season. It looked like he was trying to hope help, but in fact, he just by going head to head, he he marked its demise. I don't know, but I no longer trust this story. Well, the demise of the NBA is not here yet, but it could be coming. Kyrie Irving could be leading to that demise, or possibly Kyrie Irving could be an example. Yesterday, I talked about how New York City kind of adjusted their rules and found a loophole that would allow Kyrie Irving to practice with the Brooklyn Nets and therefore play on the road games with them. He still would not be able to play at the home games. The team has now come out after that revelation, and the general manager of the team in a statement said that currently... The choice restricts Kyrie Irving's choice to not reveal his vaccination status. Currently, the choice restricts his ability to be a full-time member of the team, and we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. So just yesterday, we find out that Kyrie Irving can practice and can play in half the games today, and that was due to the city. Now, the corporation, his own team, has come out with a statement and said, nope, not going to do it, not going to let him be a part-time player. I'm wondering if that is an example of the corporation stepping up as opposed to the city being the one mandating it, which we have seen a lot of that. Let's let the corporations do it. And I'm also wondering if another possibility is that is just the GM and perhaps the team putting New York City in a position to where maybe they can find another loophole for them. We're going to take it away. Maybe we're trying to push it a little bit further because here we are now. Either Kyrie Irving is not going to play or the city is going to find a loophole that's going to allow him to play at home. Those are basically the options we're looking at. Or he gets vaccinated. I did see the language of that announcement, and I was struck by the fact that they mentioned that Kyrie made a personal choice, and we don't begrudge him that personal choice, but his choice made it impossible for him to play with us. And that's really a false choice. It's like what you did. It's, it's just something a rapist might say. It's just what you did made this situation like this. And I'm sorry that you have to be so bad, but... This is what happens to bad people. It does seem that way. And it seems like the corporation taking the lead. So it doesn't have to be, well, the the government mandated it. I don't think Kyrie is going to get the vaccine personally. That would be great. How much money do you think he has? How old is he? He's pretty old, right? 28, I think. He's got plenty of money. 
for the rest of you his just life. have to level down i mean if you're a cokehead you're gonna have a problem but if you're a good family man it's just not it's not you can do it yeah he'll be all right but you got to worry about a guy like that you know worry for his safety because to take the low road like the high road by taking the modest road boy that is some powerful stuff to be not materialistic to be to rise above it by not caring then you've got like the anthony bourdain problem i'm afraid yeah exactly I told you the other day about some military trainings gone wrong. Well, I have another story that kind of fits that theme and one that might be related to somewhere you're going on vacation. An alert was or Greenwood Junior High School in Greenwood, Arkansas. They went on temporary lockdown yesterday when a van pulled into the school parking lot and two men got out of the van wearing vest camo and according to a school official, what this person believed to be a gun barrel hanging over the men's shoulder. Turned out not to be a gun barrel, but police, it was like a radio, big piece of radio equipment. The police also thought it looked like something dangerous when they arrived. The school used an official panic button to put out an alert, and officers responded almost immediately. And once they got there, they then they canceled the alert because it was discovered that the two men were members of a visiting military group who were in the area doing an exercise. And uh, again, it wasn't a gun on the shoulder, but the police said this in a statement. They said, we are frustrated with a lack of communication or the decision to pull into the school parking lot, but obviously happy with the response to the threat. The system worked as it should. A meeting is already happening today with a military unit between the school, the police department, and the the guys that were involved. I, I think it sounds like they were testing something at the school, the way they put that language. I went to the police department's Facebook page and read some of the stuff on there too. And when they say the response system worked well, this threat button, I feel like this was a test that the, they were involved in they didn't tell the school about. I was reading about some of these trainings and there's, they quite often do not tell the public about it because what they want to do is gauge how the public reacts to this unknown threat because that's the purpose of it sometimes. And I feel like that's what this is right here. When you brought that great coverage of Vigilant Guard to the WSB show, remember that was yeah. a Vigilant Guard, the one where they collapsed 85 on purpose, yeah. like to us? There were other things that happened around that time, a chemical spill. There's a lot of stuff. There was that red, red dust or something. Red mercury just, that was yeah. a mythical. It was really strange. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on around that time. And clearly, they were, they were doing some multi-event drill in Atlanta. And we had a caller who was clearly on the job, as they say. And he was saying, oh, that's ridiculous. You guys are out of your minds. We have, or those people, you know, whatever, he might as well have said we, have much more important things to do. And what I didn't say, I usually was a little sharper on the air, but I don't know why I didn't snap to it. What? What other things are more important to people preparing for emergencies than to prep? than to simulate like they do that that's there there are mass shooting simulations there there are simulations all the time scenarios every that's the thing to do these days that's pretty much all you could possibly do you can visualize you can teach you can read you can theorize but really it seems very clear that what they've concluded is the best way to prepare is to simulate and, and I they feel do, like they you're have right to do it. And it doesn't work if you tell the people it does not work. Exactly. Because part, most of the simulation is to see what the reaction will be. 
of the public, the unpredictability, so they can find, better predict in the future how they're going to react. Can you imagine, though, if somebody saw this and they had a gun on them? And they thought that these people were... That could have turned into an actual live shooter situation. I wonder if that happens all the time. Who knows what happened to that cop in Atlanta recently, to that good Samaritan in Denver? Who knows? I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that happens all the time. Now, they used to... I think there was an Operation Camelot or something. They used to do this kind of stuff in other countries. I think they've brought it here because they know culturally you really can't transfer your experience from one country to another. Yeah. I want to give you something to look out for. You're going to be in Hawaii on vacation. Yeah. yeah. Well, while you're there, there is a large army training exercise that will include simulated explosives, blank ammunition, and increased military air traffic. The multinational exercise multinational is going to have hundreds of troops from Indonesia and Thailand. And it's going to be conducted by the Joint Pacific Multinational Training Center, and it runs through October 28th. Why do we need to do joint training with Indonesia and Thailand? I don't know. But expect to see military convoys all over the road. Maybe we're invading the Philippines. Now, I think Pearl Harbor is on the big island. I think that's we're going to Maui. So uh, interesting enough, I got a story from a listener messaged me from Rhode Island. Governor Charlie Baker activates the National Guard to assist with school COVID-19 testing uh, from K through 12. So now the kids are going to be used to having soldiers in the classroom. They're going to do that. The military there in Massachusetts is already using the National Guard to uh, augment the bus driver shortage, which is a VAX-related thing. So I feel like they, they've got their story out there, their supply chain, their labor shortage. They put the story out there. I think they knew full well what these mandates would do, these vaccine mandates. And I feel like it was totally acceptable to them or maybe even the intention. And I do wonder if they they also, Baker also activated up to 250 members to offset potential staffing shortages of the Department of Correction. Where are we having the staffing shortages? Where the governments are mandating stuff? And where is that? Really critical things. It's healthcare, it's education, it's transportation, obviously it's correctional. I mean, this is what I said about Obamacare. I, the reason I got off the couch and was became politically active for against that was I said, this will put the economy over to where 51% of the people one way or another are getting their, the checks that buy their food from the government, whether it's food stamps or you are a public school teacher, the government then becomes your provider. And, and then you push back against other citizens who don't want taxes to go up or don't want the government to have more power. Then 51% of the people everywhere all the time are going to be voting for more bigger government. And your only hope is like English style conservatism, which is about making it more efficient. That's interesting. That, that makes me think of some climate literacy stuff they're going to be training military in, which I'll talk more about in the DNBXR. But very, very interesting. It's a, they're transforming the world in a way they're trying to. Very good. All right. So we have a lot more of the show coming up. We have another big story for the free, free 30. But before we get to that, that story, which is about a shocking retraction issued by the New York Times. I'm really interested in this. I believe I heard rumors of it, but not the way you're going to tell it, Binkley. Thank you. I can anticipate you'll clack, crack the code. But before that, I want to tell you uh, what we are going to talk about in 
the XR. CNN's new climate change propaganda puts you in charge of flooding cities. And how does Ben and Jerry's decide whose politics make them ineligible to enjoy premium ice cream? And of course, a big thank you to the sponsor of today's show. All week, True Hem Science has, is sponsoring the show all week. They have a promotion for Propaganda Report listeners through the end of October. It's a 10 milliliter bottle of number 23 full spectrum CBD MCT oil when you purchase more than $43.99 worth of other things. Now, if you know and love CBD products, you must go to truehemscience.com. They their products are the highest quality. This I know firsthand. I've met with the guys who run it. They know what they're doing, and they're actually very good, trustworthy people in my experience, and I've had a fair amount of experience with them. I've looked them in the eye. I trust them. I respect their expertise and everything. They're just, they're huge supporters of the show, really because they are lovers of liberty, truth, and justice. I don't even know if it's worth their while, but they they like to throw some promos at our listeners, which we appreciate. But they have an awful lot of really awesome goodies. They have the gluten-free brownies and cookies, which are, you really have to watch it. Like, I, <laughs> you got to watch it because they're irresistible. They have good gummies. They have all sorts of oils. They have Absolutely wonderful, wonderful skin products. So if you want to take advantage of this opportunity to get that free offer with a purchase, purchase some skincare products, and then you get to try CBD for the first time. It is not a mind-altering thing. People use it for anxiety, for increased rest and relaxation, for reported anti-inflammatory impact, whatever. You do your own research, haha. <laughs> but, or you can call Chris. You can set up an appointment and he'll just talk to you and he'll tell you uh, all about their products. So, Please go to truehempscience.com slash prop report. Take advantage of the offer. Use pro, uh, coupon code prop23. And if you, it should just click in automatically. But if not, just make sure you got prop23 in the in your back pocket and call them if there's any, if you have any questions or you just uh, want to talk about Chris's view on things, he'll listen to you <laughs> and, uh, and contribute. He's just such a good guy. And so we love it when you support our sponsors. They support us. It's re- really trying to build a good community here. And please also support us. It's Share the Show Tuesday. So all we're going to ask is that you share the show and that you, maybe if you want to leave a review or subscribe, this helps us in the search engine. We just want to get the word out. If you have an event, send me a shout out, the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. I will send you a t-shirt you can wear. I'll give out the word. And then we do have this new feature, which is just for, for Rockfin subscribers, rockfin.com slash propaganda report. You can get all our premium DNBXR content on Rockfin. But on Thursdays, you can get the video of the DNB live. So we're we're always offering something more. Hope you enjoy it. And now on to the last big story of the Free 30. As you know, there's often false information reported in the news. And to cover themselves, they will sometimes later issue a correction or retraction. And that will be like on the back page in the tiniest print, never mentioned on television while the lie was mentioned for like four weeks or four years even straight. There's a pretty shocking one that occurred at the New York Times this past week. 
they issued a correction. It was on Friday. They should have done a lot more than just issue a correction. But the correction was issued after the Times health and science reporter, health and science reporter. Her name is Apruva Mandavia. She published an article titled A New Vaccine Strategy for Children, Just One Dose, in which she incorrectly described actions taken by regulators in Sweden and Denmark. They have so here. Here's what they've done in Den- Denmark and Sweden. They've halted the use of Moderna vaccines in children. She reported that they had begun offering single doses. So she reported literally the opposite. They're, not, they're now offering single doses when in reality they had halted the use of the vaccine. Which probably meant she probably twisted that the children had had one dose and then had such serious reactions that they weren't given second doses. And she misconstrued that. I wouldn't be surprised. So typical. Can you imagine? That's not the only thing she did, though. But can you imagine if people here went and got the vaccine based on reading this reporting and something were to happen? I mean, this is a type of reporting that is could be deadly in the fact that it's just such a blatant lie. I mean, unbelievable. And they didn't start with that one. That was the most outrageous one to me. They buried that one in the bottom of the article about the retraction. The other claim that she made in the original article was that 900,000 children had been hospitalized due to COVID since the beginning of the pandemic. 900,000 children hospitalized. The real number, according to New York Times, this might not even be the the real number, but the real number, according to their own correction, 63,000. So 15 times the amount? Over 800,000 more she might have been asserting what happened when people got the vaccine. But there's UK, there's data coming out of the UK that teen boys, young men are six times as likely to go to the hospital from vaccine complications than from COVID itself. And those are, you know, older kids, not even little kids who have had no, there was 63,000 kids have been hospitalized with COVID. That's the real number. That's what they say the real number is. And even that, no doubt, no doubt is overestimated because every single solitary thing I have read is that COVID cases get, there are more false positives than false negatives, and that they get categorized as COVID in the hospital for a variety Mm -hmm. of incentives and other pressures. And I will put in the show notes today a great article I read in Epic Times, which is a controversial or whatever, very one-sided media outlet but this article was great i will also put in the children's defense uh let's talk about it in the xr about ron johnson coming out the senator and some what he talks about the community pfizer approval dispute but in in the meanwhile check out i will put that epoch times article keep going sorry to yeah jump in this is a joke this woman in 2019 was the winner of the victor Cohn prize for excellence in medical science reporting she was off by nearly a million people nearly a million children her claim and she's not fired you're off and you're reporting by a million people and you're not fired you report that a vaccine is in promoting it is one dose offering yet in reality the country you're talking about has stopped issuing the vaccine and you're not fired it's not this is the type of reporting that they allow because it serves the agenda and 
This isn't the first time that she has been the subject of controversy. She sparked outrage earlier this year when she tweeted that someday we will stop talking about the lab leak theory and maybe even admit its racist roots, but we're not there yet. So she is an activist. <laughs> totally. So what was the explanation? No explanation, just a retraction without That's it. clarification. Wow. It's funny because my when I went, I went to Catholic school, elementary school and on tuesdays in science class they would bring copies of the science times from the new york times for us to read and my father would not allow me to read it i had to go sit in the hallway (laughs) because he (laughs) said it was a socialist rag and they said right but it's just it's it's just science he's like science is where it starts i was like holy your dad was ahead of it man yeah, I wasn't embarrassed, I, but I, I was weird, but I didn't care because I hated school, so I didn't mind sitting in the hallway goofing off. I thought it was kind of funny, but it was like the Jewish kids who had to sit outside during religion, but it was, it, <laughs> he, it was, for him, it was a false religion, I think. Very funny. He was way ahead of it. So let's talk more about this stuff in the XR. I have other stories, but I, there's some important things that came out of these new this data and the Epoch Times and what Ron John, Senator Ron Johnson said about the community Pfizer uh, false reporting that the Pfizer vaccine is approved by the FDA. Really good stuff. So, but first, I've got a few things to wrap. The speaker, the seeker, the seeker wants to shout out the self-proclaimed, quote, most hated website in the world, fakemaskworldwide.com. I guess they've blown through a lot of URLs, fakemaskworldwide.com, still seems to be up and running. Uh, She loves their double incognito mask. She says, for the sake of your health, don't fly or work out without it. Uh, she says, buy a 10-pack before they get taken down again, and you will see what she means. So thank you for that shout-out. Patron saints get one shout-out every cycle. It's usually once a month. But if you are a patron saint at patreon.com slash propaganda report, uh, I will be happy to read your shout-out. Just keep them clean, please. And I have <laughs> – I am committing. It was like the, a perfect storm. A perfect storm, but that I have a free night, November 7th, Sunday, November 7th, and that happens to be the night of daylight saving. So we get an extra hour of sleep. So I want to do a meetup in Pasadena, which is in the LA area, kind of Glendale, LA, Southern California area. I would like to meet people in Pasadena. I'll just, I know some outdoor places. I would love to get a table, maybe table for 10. That seems like about right. But I need I need a little bit of a head count. So if you would, if you're interested in meeting me, like maybe 5.30 in the evening for an hour, an hour and a half. So if, if you're four hours away, it's probably not going to be worth it. But if you just want to have a cocktail and some appies, uh, Sunday night, November 7th in the Pasadena area, Email me at the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com or you can, this would actually be easier and we can all communicate and maybe carpool at thepropreport.com, the meetups page. I posted it there. If you comment down there, maybe you want to share a ride with somebody, that'd be the place to hook up. But I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And now on to the DNBXR. All right, you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we drop every time we do a DNB, you can go to 
patreon.com slash propaganda report or rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We will talk to y'all in the DNB XR or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.